Hello, Megan. <laughs> Hello, Giselle. Not me giving I'm Meg a laughing. countdown. You literally did, because I was being <laughs> very chaotic just now. Um, <laughs> not me always laughing when we do our intro. Like, this always. is serious business. What Do I think this is a joke? How could you ever <laughs> think this is a joke, Megan? Our, a our, joke. Comedic, our comedic pop culture podcast that sometimes takes a serious <laughs> turn is not a joke. Honestly, I feel like we haven't taken that much of a serious turn in a while. Like, yeah, we haven't, I, like, really condemned anyone in... in a couple of weeks. I feel like the last time, I mean, I feel like in the in the summer, we were just like every episode someone was doing something problematic, so we had to like attack mm-hmm. them. Exactly. It's um, exhausting. It is exhausting. I feel like <laughs> it's nice to just be able to comment on pop culture and of course throw in our extremely warranted opinions, but also not feel like I have to put all of my time and energy into telling these people that they're foolish. Exactly. It's like just be good people. Just just do the right thing. Just don't Just do the right thing. I mean, to me, something exciting that happened this week where someone did the right thing, even though maybe other people think it was not the right thing. Oh, was Miss Debbie Lovato. <laughs> I just need to start with this. I just need to start with this because I... Go ahead. I don't know if anyone else heard the song of the year this weekend, <laughs> but basically, Miss Demetria Lovato in the year 2020... Jumped on to an all-time low song called Monsters. Also, because I'm because I have an obsessive personality, I basically did a deep dive of all-time low and what they've been doing for the last like twelve years. Because I was a fan, I was very much a pop punk girl. I've been to Warp two or three times, loved them, all of it. But like they're literally the same lineup they've been together for like the last twelve years. Also, this Monster song that Demi hopped on before she hopped on it, the original song was their first number one. In the year 2020, All Time Low is getting number one songs. I never heard it before, this Demi collab that I haven't either. that I listened to. But now that I've heard it and I played it maybe a thousand times, if this song had come out a month earlier, it maybe would be on my top 100 played songs because I've played it that many times in the last weekend. <laughs> but I'm also now listening, and now I've got, I've resurrected the music of my soul playlist, which is exclusively pop punk, so... Um, that was that's that's what I did this weekend. Meg oh, had Meg, Meg listened to a completely other album that I did not touch, but I'll give this her this. This is what moment. happens. This is what happens when Taylor Swift drops a surprise album and you don't like Taylor Swift, you end up listening to a Demi Lovato all time low collab all week. That's iconic as fuck. I will never hear slander on this song. I could probably sing you the whole song right now. I've listened to it that many times. I have to say we played it the other night. And I don't remember what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I didn't tell you for the people. Yeah, I mean, for the people on the podcast that do listen to Taylor Swift, what's your what's your uh, verdict on that Evermore album? My verdict on Evermore that album is, um, I think it's really good. I think that okay. my gut reaction was it's not as strong as Folklore on first listen. But I have a lot that are already growing on me. There's only, right now, like, two skips for me. Um, okay. But I think it's really good. I think it's, you know, it's moody. It's just, it's very similar to folklore and style. Um, but it almost feels, like, more lyrically, like, intense and, like, like deep. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. If, if, if people are listening to Evermore who listen to this podcast. Um, there are people who my... listen to Evermore who listen to this podcast. Yeah, I know there are. I'm just, I'm just not going to assume. 
Um, my faves right now in no particular order are Willow, Champagne Problems, Gold Rush, uh, Ivy. Not the Heim song? I've, the Heim song, to be honest, I, I mean, because the thing is, Giselle asked me if there were any songs that she should listen to on this album. I did. Um, and I told her Gold Rush because it was produced by Mr. Jack Antonoff. And then my computer rejected um, it. And it literally rejected it. Like, I'm not um, shitting you guys. I tried to play it on my computer. <laughs> I sent a video to Meg because I wanted her to be- know that I tried playing it. I clicked I believe it. You. I believe you. And my you. my computer literally went and play it. And then I went back to my December playlist and played Choice of On and it played. I was like, wow. Now my computer wow. literally manifesting my distaste for this person. I'm coming to terms, though. But keep going. Um... But yeah, the Heim song is funny. I mean, it's it's a bit silly, but I think honestly, it's kind of a mood. The more I listen to it, it's very it's okay. Yes, Heim, I love Heim. Um, but it's about killing men. So who doesn't love a song about killing men? True. In the year twenty twenty, you know? it's needed. I mean, exactly. She's finally gotten there, Taylor Swift. I feel like she's written every everything she can about men, <laughs> and now she's finally ready to kill somebody. I saw um, a tic- I saw a TikTok that was like. Um, Taylor Swift, like you can stop saying that all your songs are written or not, or some of your songs are written from a man's perspective. Just say that you had a crush on Carly Claus. Just let it be. Um, to which I have no idea because I'm not part of the standum or whatever. I know that's the thing, but I just thought it was a funny TikTok. Yes. You sent me a couple of, of, uh, TikToks about Evermore, which were very funny. I think like objectively very funny. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a psychopath. Two albums in in five months and, like, all these and, things and, and whatever. And talks for but a third. I, yeah, I don't know if that's true, though. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it's if it's true, what the sleuths are saying is that it's not coming out until March. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's just conjecture. But... But who, what, what am I to know? I mean, I, I, mean, I woke up late the other morning to 40 text messages from, like, five different people about this. So no one was expecting it. But I'm enjoying listening to it. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad. That good. makes me happy. Your happiness makes me happy. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking so of something that is not conjecture, I think that rolls into our number five today, which is sadly some breaking news that Hit, yeah. hit the interwebs earlier today, and that is that it is official. Miss Jessie Nielsen is no longer a part of Little Mix. It's really sad. It, it, I mean, like, obviously I think this is, we've talked about this before. We talked about this when the album came out, um, about what we thought about all the rumors and everything, and I just think that, like, this is probably what's best for her. Yeah. And her mental health, um, though it is quite sad. Yeah, I think, like, definitely as, you know, mixers ourselves, um, I definitely feel like the writing was <laughs> on the wall for, like, a long time, but... Um, yeah. And, like, I think that, like, this past breakup she just had, like, really took a toll on her. Um, also, obviously, mm-hmm. if you if you are a stan as Meg and I are, maybe you've watched her documentary that she did about, like, her, um, her like, issues with her um, body image and, like, self-image with, like, her weight situation, which is extremely sad because she's beautiful mm-hmm. and gorgeous but um just one like i obviously i'm like yes girl like take care of your mental health if being a little mixed is like not what you should be doing then don't do it but like my girl literally said i'll record the album and i'll make money off the album but i won't do any work mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh it's just sad yeah i mean i don't know i feel like 
I do like I do feel like Little Mix like it's a different situation than it was for like a Zayn leaving or like a um, Camila leaving the band in terms of like I do think that Little Mix is on better terms as a group than like those groups were when they broke apart but like I do think this is kind of a curse with these like bands that come from television shows like I think we've got one one more album out of Little Mix as a group and then they're done yeah I, I don't know what I mean even like with the whole pandemic happening and everything like in their statement which was from Leanne and Jaden Perry um they said that like they're looking forward to like continuing the little mix journey and like to seeing you guys on tour um obviously like yay the first vaccine was administered in the U.S. today that's great news yeah but um it's not doesn't mean that the pandemic is going to be over anytime soon and um I don't know if, you know, anyone's going to be able to tour until, like, 2022, you know, yeah. if we're being a little bit realistic, end of 2021. But uh, but who knows, you know, if if they, you know, don't feel it. It, it took One Direction, like, a year, not maybe maybe a little around a year, I think, to break up after Zayn left. So I would say that this probably – there's probably writing on the wall for this um, – in terms of like the other three going their separate ways and, and pursuing new projects and uh I know yeah it's sad because like it I do just feel like spells doom it does and I do think like I always think there's like another album because I do feel like the leftover members like not that they're leftover but want to like not prove something but kind of prove something like they can do it without the person that yeah. left but like the one thing about Little Mix that like I do fear. I just, like, honest to God, I, the only person who I think, like, maybe could do, like, a full solo thing, maybe, like, is Perry, because I feel like she's just the most popular one, but, like, I, they are one group that has really made their whole entire existence and label and, and entity and identity about being Mm -hmm. a group and a group that loves each other. So, like, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they if they do the solo thing, how that'll go. If Jesse tries to pursue a solo thing, how that'll go. Also because I do mm-hmm. feel like they just like, sadly, as much as we have said justice for Little Mix, like they just have never had the international success as, as they deserved. Like America just continued yeah. to disrespect them. So, I mean, I could, I don't, I would be sad if they ended up like a Ollie Murs and like is a solo artist that's only popular in the UK and like people like me know who he is. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I basically, I. Ollie Murs has some bops. Yeah, he does. Um, but I obviously wish the best to the the three girls and I will still be a stan. I feel sad for Jessie. I hope she's okay. Um, but it's sad. Yeah, I, I hope this helps her. I really hope, I really hope that she like finds her path and finds her bliss and everything. Um, you know, they all seem like really decent people. Yeah. From what I've heard. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm not really deep in the archives of news stories about Little Mix, but for the most part, I feel like they deserve good things and I mean their statement was very nice you know they like you know it was definitely much nicer I think than Fifth Harmony and What Direction statements when yeah I do I think there's genuine love Um, for each other in that group yeah I think it's I mean I just checked like the none of the girls have posted anything yet but I feel like they will um you know obviously they posted the statement but like individually on Instagrams or whatever that they um you know I think they will I think they'll um remain cordial and friendly Oh, sadness. It is sad. I mean, I felt like if anyone was going to leave, I always thought it was going to be Perry or Jesse. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perry would get it in her head that she's, like, the most talented or something. And, yeah. And then leave. But, but I also... Not anymore. I feel like that's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. But sadness. Sad that, sad that so many things are changing. 
in a gloomy day, in a gloomy year, but the album's great, so I'm happy for them. And as I said, like, Jesse, I'm happy that you will somehow make coin off of this album and you will still have your mental health. Oh, we, yeah. We she's love still that gonna for her. Get some money. I, I wonder if um, she's breaking any contracts, though. I, I mean, yeah. We don't have to get really into it because obviously I could do a deep dive forever, but, like, I do... Me and Kubale, who... I talk about a lot in this podcast. I'm one of my friends. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it because she's also a huge fan. She's actually the one who broke the news to me this morning. Um, and oh, no. basically, Kubali was like, I feel like the girls were like kind of blindsided in the terms of like, like leaving, like actual like leaving of the group. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the, the break is one thing. Yeah, I feel like Jesse was kind of like, like I need to take this break for my mental health. Because even like in the EMAs post that they all made, they were like, but we miss our girl. Like, we love our girl. And like, she'll be back. And then... <laughs> Today they were. She was like, because they were posting as Hi. they were posting as normal yesterday. All of them. Yeah, I know. I looked at all their stories. Like Jade posted something like eight hours ago, or at that point it was eight hours ago. So maybe it was like this morning in the UK. But like, <laughs> it was like just like normal. Like, oh, if you're looking for a last minute gift, swipe up yeah. or whatever. I was like, geez, Louise. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Bands always will fascinate me. Which is funny, uh, once again, talking, bringing it back to all-time low, obsessed with the fact that the four of those boys are literally still together after, like, 15 years. But, uh, yeah. But the, the difference there, I guess, is that they formed the band themselves. Yeah, in, like, high school. You know, like, they, they made the decision, so, you know, and they knew what they were getting themselves into. You know, those, those, Very true. those four girls went on that show wanting to be solo artists and then got thrown into this. And, you know, sometimes it works, but it seems not to work forever, which is you know agreed science data you know examples i mean speaking of something that doesn't work forever that people are trying to make work forever i think that this is a (laughs) flawless transition into our number four to which is the iCarly reboot why i honest to god like i am not even trying to be a hater because there have been reboots where i'm like okay yay we love this like i am i watched the fuller house remake like i'm i'm trash i know like and i and i guess that like a lot of people liked iCarly but like i guess i was just never one of them i was a zoe 101 stan a victoria stan like if they would have told me those that those two shows were being rebooted i'd be lit as hell i just like well there was supposed to be some sort of zoe 101 reunion um, that never really happened because of COVID. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched iCarly. I really I did, watched iCarly. I did too. Like I watched it. Yeah. If you were to ask me, like the plot points, like I totally knew that, like Sam and Sam and Freddie got together, and then like I know yeah. what happened, but like I always thought it. I don't know. It was to me, it was like the lesser of the trilogy of of shows that appeared in like. I era. feel like a lot of people really liked it. Though. No, like, for like sure. Secretly, I feel like it was actually like very on par with with Victorious. It and, may have been um, more popular. Like people loved iCarly. I do know that. I really, I really think it was kind of um, shock, maybe like shockingly, like more more popular. I mean, the guest stars that they had like on that show was crazy. Like they had One Direction, a whole One Direction episode. No, yeah. Like this is that Kesha. was like when Harry Styles, I think the they first had time that too. Harry ever acted, like. Emma Stone was on it. Michelle Obama went on our iCarly. Uh, Jack Black, Emily Ratajkowski, like so many people, like were going on that show to like, you know, debut something or whatever. Like, it was just wild. And and I did I did watch it like I think almost to the end basically. Like I got really into it one time. But 
yeah, this this is really super unnecessary and stupid. I mean, obviously Miranda Cosgrove has not had work in a while. They all need she work. Went to college, I know she went to college. Um, Nathan Cross, who played Freddie, has is a like, child, right? He has a child and another on the way. He's like he's very um, weird in real life. Yeah. Um, and then Jeanette McCurdy, who played Sam on this, and then Sam and Cat, is just like, nah. She's been very open recently about like that she had a really fucked up childhood and like no, I feel experience. like and it's she's like gonna be Dan on Schneider. it. I don't think she is. I is she the only one that's not gonna be on it? She hasn't been confirmed for it. The oh, I thought have. they reconfirmed everyone. No, it was just the three: the man, Miranda Cosgrove, Nathan Cress, and the older brother. Oh, okay. Um, like they don't even have Gibby. I mean, that's who people really love. I mean, this is... Yeah, Dan Schneider's... Fucked. Dan Schneider's a fucking pedophile. It's this so is scary. the problem. He's disgusting and gross, and he has not been held accountable. And, like, honestly, that is on, like... Like, not on anyone, but, like... Remember last year, the Victorious cast, or maybe it was this year, got on Zoom with him, and they were, like, you know, like, woo, like, Dan. Like, all of them. Like, Victoria Justice, Ariana Grande, like, um, what's her name... Uh, Liz Gillies, like all of them, were all were on there. It's just like people seem to be like ignoring the fact that Amanda Bynes basically like accused Dan Schneider of sexual assault. I know <laughs> it's like kind of insane that nobody talks about it and nobody brings it up and like everybody just like continues to be like those shows were lit and Dan Schneider's was amazing. You know, it's so scary because like I feel like there's a lot of these kinds of people in Hollywood like Dan Schneider who basically like wrote every single show on Nickelodeon that we loved and then also there's like you know Greg Berlanti who I don't think he's scary but I'm just saying like who wrote basically who writes every show for the CW or yeah the CW and like fucking Kenny Ortega Kenny Ortega who's done High School Musical and The Descendants and the Teen Beach maybe I think those two and this show I'm gonna talk about later like there, I don't think Kenny Ortega is also scary, but I do think Dan Schneider is scary. No, I think he's mostly beloved. I think I think Kenny Ortega is mostly beloved, and Greg Berlanti. I mean, Greg Berlanti is kind of I feel like a like a wannabe celebrity himself. He's like kind of always like yeah. commenting on celebs' Instagrams and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see with that. But but yeah, I mean, Dan Schneider is like truly disgusting. I know. Is he doing the? Is he doing the reboot? I don't know if he's involved. I didn't. I, when I read the article, I didn't see anything about him being involved, and like, that's questionable. I mean, I'm sure because it's it's what's his face. Um. It's not at Nickelodeon. It's going to be on Paramount, which is like oh. the same. Which is like the same like umbrella. Um, it's still like you know Nickelodeon property or whatever, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it says Jay Kogan and Ali Shouten have do- signed on to develop the new version of the series. Oh, so well, I don't I see mean, any. I didn't see anything about Dan Schneider. I feel like very much he's just like they don't talk about him a lot. But yeah, those were the tweets that I cared about that I saw when iCarly the iCarly reboot was announced. I was like, mm, yeah, interesting. But well, yeah, then I, I mean, I went down a hole with Miranda Cosgrove then because I was like, what what has she been up to? You know, like what's going on? And uh, the answer is not much. Yeah, they definitely need checks, I think, which, like, is fine. Like, please, like, revitalize your old show so you can get money. Like, I fully, if I had an old show and, like, I wanted money, like, I would do it, too. I I get it. I just am not in the probably many people who are lit about this iCarly reboot. 
um, reboots are starting to get tired <laughs> to me. Um, no, a hundred percent. It's it's a bit much. It's just kind of like come up with an original idea. I mean, which we'll weave into our conversation later as well. But you know, it, it seems that Hollywood is out fresh out of new ideas. Fresh. Well, I out. I come up with a million scenarios in my head every day. Truly, I they mean, should make a movie about our life. Story. Me We're sitting interested. at my desk, talking to Meg, the movie, go. <laughs> I'm screaming the film. Behind the screen. Coming to a theater, not a theater. <laughs> Coming to a streaming service near you. <laughs> Quibi. Coming Quibi. to Quibi. We'll re- we will revive Quibi. We will make Quibi the money it needs to keep going. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let us know if you're excited about the iCarly reboot. Like, our... Our Megan, I mean, Meg said she was more of a fan than I was, but like, am I just like truly in the dark and I missed this, this exciting thing about that show? I watched it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll probably watch the first episode or two to like understand because it's nostalgic. But yeah, iCarly's rebooting. We'll see how it goes. Sad I mean, for Jeanette will McCurdy. we though? Because it's like Paramount Plus, which is the Paramount streaming oh. service. It's like, I'm not paying for a new streaming service. The thing is, the only way I'd have Paramount Plus is because I watch Younger, and Younger is on Paramount. So not not Younger conning me into getting Paramount to watch the iCarly reboot. Not me saying no one would ever have Paramount Plus, and you having Paramount Plus. I don't think I have it, because they've been putting Younger on Hulu. But I think if I want to watch watch Younger in real time, I have to get Paramount Plus. We'll see. Uh, You never know. Not me adding another streaming service to my repertoire. (laughs) I honestly don't even know what I pay for these days. I mean, same. I I try and um, get notifications for when my payment goes through so that I'm aware of it. But, like, I feel like I missed a few of them. So, and, you know, like I've been telling you, and I mean, we'll get into it later, but I've been really bad about watching TV recently. So. Yeah. Probably wasting my money, but it's (laughs) Always. Okay. Before we go back into some television and film news Mm -hmm. there was some hollywood relationship and breakup mostly breakup and things happening this week Mm -hmm. first and foremost this is just a quick news flash if you didn't know but dove cameron and her boyfriend thomas doherty broke up why do i feel like this is like such a gen z relationship that we care about (laughs) okay i think that people care about dove cameron like do they not she has an emmy oh my god she also, the Descendants franchise is not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I watched all of the... Uh, no, I haven't watched the third one. The third one's I hard I watched all of those movies other than the third one. Yeah. Also, like, I think she's, like... I think she should play, um... Not Elphaba. Glinda. Glinda in Wicked. She's extremely talented. Also, the thing to be noted about Duff Cameron is basically that this is, like, her life has had a lot of tragedy in it, which is, like, extremely, extremely mm-hmm. sad. Um trigger warning um, oh my god so much shit yeah trigger warning just traumatic things but it'll be really quick just saying what happened but basically her father passed away committed suicide which is extremely 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 sad mm-hmm. also she was in she was engaged to this man who was her co-star in live and ryan Maddie, ryan mccarton who i think we've talked about before mm-hmm. but basically that and i think that there was um an abusive relationship that was very scary and bad so she was in that, and now she's obviously no longer. And her and Thomas also met on the set of The Descendants. And they've been dating for, like, two or three years, and they've seemed very in love and very gushy. 
Um, I, he was actually, when I went to go see Dove Cameron on, not Broadway, um, she was in an opera that I saw when I was in LA last year. Thomas was there. He was like just a regular human, just like watching the opera for like probably the 10th time. Very cute. Um, but yeah, they've broken up and I, Dove Cameron and Ariana Grande to me are similar in the way that I feel as though like these really sad, tragic things just happen to them or around them in their lives. And that makes me very sad and worried for their mental health. So I am sending out positive vibes and good vibes to Miss Dove Cameron. Obviously, maybe their breakup was mutual and things are good, but also Cameron Boyce passed away either this year or last year. I which know, is I was sad. just about to say. She was, she seemed to be really messed up by that too. Like she yeah. got like, a tattoo for him. She just posted a photo of him the other day and was like like forever missing you all that stuff yeah I don't know I was really invested in that Ryan McCartan Dove Cameron drama he kind of has fell off the face of the earth he was in the um TV Rocky special, Horror Picture Rocky show. Horror Picture Show he played Brad Victoria Justice Victoria played Janet Justice. yes 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 um and other than that, he's basically been nowhere to be found. I remember when she, she like, kind of, I think, decided to break it off and, like, posted this stuff, like, alluding to it being abusive. And he's just been, like, kind of an asshole about it in the press. Um, but, like, very soon after that, she was dating Thomas, which, like, December 2016, I think they started dating or something. Who's going to be in the Gossip Girl reboot. He's hot. He was also oh, in High Fidelity. He was also in High Fidelity. Recipes High Fidelity, iconic show, and he was also very good in it. He's Scottish. He has this really hot Scottish accent. Yes, and here's the thing about the world we live in today and the messiness of TikTok is because TikTok has been exposing a lot of celebrities lately, and basically the hearsay on TikTok is that he was cheating on Dove Cameron because, of course, people have receipts. No, why? <laughs> These girls, I mean, like, who knows? Like, I honestly, I'm not good at Photoshop, but, like, I know in the world that, like, these people out here are fucking good at Photoshop and can make anything look real. But basically, mm-hmm. I saw this one TikTok that claims that, like, he actually wasn't cheating on Duff Cameron, that they were broken up like, in, back in October, but he was, like, messaging this, like, random-ass girl. And I went yeah. to her Instagram, and she had, like, 3,000 followers, so she was, like, actually, like, a random-ass bitch. I was right. like, wait. Um, but, yeah, that's the hearsay about Duff Cameron and Thomas Doherty. I feel like... Dove Cameron's also a girl who likes to have a boyfriend, so I could see she, her. I feel like she's going to have a boyfriend very soon. Yeah, I definitely see that. I also feel like Thomas is, like, probably, like, on his, like, I'm a hot shit, going to be the Gossip Girl reboot, want to, like, fuck bitches and get money, which, like, whatever, do what you want. As long as you're not cheating on people, you can do what you want. Yeah, I mean, she did say they broke up in October. Yeah. In her, like, announcement, and it that it was, like, amicable <laughs> or whatever. So, like, I mean, like, obviously, who knows? But uh, she had no problem putting Ryan McCartan on blast, so I feel like she would have no problem putting Thomas Doherty on blast eventually too. So we might there might be more to this story that we might hear. Also, I mean they're That's literally true. so young; like she's about to be twenty five. Yeah, and he's twenty five. No, so like, it's just yeah. I don't. Yeah. know. I mean like we both cared about this very much. Yeah, I mean we also found out about it. Speaking of putting people on blast, the other relationship that we wanted to talk about. Oh my god, this was is so dark. Oh, this is, this is, un- I mean, dark. This is yeah. another relationship that had news this week, which is FKA Twigs and Shia LaBeouf. Basically, FKA Twigs went on Instagram. She ba- She's suing him, right? She has a lawsuit out. Yeah, she filed, a lo- she filed a lawsuit. So it kind of came out, I think, before she posted anything that, like, in the news. That there were news articles, like, FKA Twigs is, like, suing Shia LaBeouf for, like, mental and physical abuse. 
and emotional. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, like, wrote an, a statement about it on Instagram. Yes. Um, Which is also, is really, like, yeah. wild to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I saw my first, the first tweet that I saw about this was, like, I guess Mia Goth wasn't the only one. So, have you oh, seen her man. in anything? She, I mean, she was in the new Emma. She was in um, a movie with Robert Pattinson. She's, like, kind of, like, up and coming. She's, like, a model, whatever. But, like, they were supposed to be have been married, and then they broke up and whatever. Um, but I guess, like, there was some sort of, like, 911 call with that or some sort of filing of, of some abuse there that was dropped. Um, but obviously, Shia LaBeouf is seriously, seriously mentally unwell and very oh, awful. Oh, my God. And it's really, really, really sad. Obviously, like, fuck him for being abusive. But I, I, it's, like, incredibly sad, you know, hearing about this stuff. Like, it's, like, sociopathic. Oh, my God. 100%. I think this is a statement. Obviously, Meg and I believe this in our lives. And we've said this on this podcast before. Like, believe women. Believe survivors. Mm -hmm. Believe these things. It happens to anyone and everyone. Like, it's happening to celebrities as we speak. Like, also props to FK Twigs for being able to speak up for herself and stick up for herself even though her life in doing it is extremely public i can't imagine having to number one go through that but then also having to try to get some justice for yourself when the whole entire world is watching and scrutinizing you um so like props to her because that's so sad and so scary and uh yeah i mean holy shit also, like, if Shia LaBeouf continues to get work, fuck Hollywood, which I know he will. I know he will, because Hollywood's misogynistic and disgusting, and they want to continuously put these trash men on pedestals, but, like, Shia LaBeouf should stop getting work. Like, Oh, absolutely. Should, absolutely. Should, should be taken out of things, should be, like, not be in things he was supposed to be in coming up. Like, let's, like, shut it down. Shut it down. Well, like, he was... Was I talking about this with you or someone else? He was supposed to have... Um... I think Harry Styles part in this new Olivia Wilde movie and he got fired. Oh damn. Yeah. And there was rumors that it was like, he was being really difficult and it was like, he was making, I mean, this is something that I read. I don't know if this is true, but like this makes sense now in that, like it was like going to be like him or Florence. And obviously Olivia Pugh, Olivia Pugh, Olivia Wilde chose Florence Pugh over him. Yeah. And like, who knows what kind of behavior he was, he was like, like putting out on set and like, obviously Harry Styles is a major upgrade. So like, let's not yeah literally. joke about it um but no i mean there's been so many people and other people have like come forward now and said said that things happened because like the description of what happened one of the things that happened i mean obviously like stop listening if you don't hear it whatever but um they were like driving back from like some like they were like in somewhere in the desert and they were driving back to los angeles and she said like he was driving erratically and like basically like threatening to like crash the car unless she said she told him like she loved him and then like they pulled out up at a gas station and she like tried to like run basically and he like slammed her against the car it's like really 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 dark and and really horrible um sia which is like how many times can i talk about sia on this podcast and someone who i never thought about more than like once a year Um, oh yeah she's in her film no i don't think so why did i think no 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 Maybe, I don't know. She basically spoke out and said that, like, she was also emotionally abused by Shia LaBeouf. Did they date? Apparently they dated. She basically said, I, too, have been hurt emotionally by Shia, a pathological liar who conned me into an adulterous relationship claiming to be single. Sia did not provide further details of her allegation and reps for both the singer and LaBeouf did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. 
she said, I, I believe he's very sick and have compassion for him and his victims. Just know if you love yourself, stay away. Say, stay safe, stay away. Also, I love you at FKA Twigs. This is very courageous and I'm very proud of you. Oh my God, damn. Yeah, I saw a lot of people on my timeline just and sharing then, yeah. the post. FKA Twigs like replied and like retweeted it. She said, I'm sorry, at Sia. This reinforces why I had to publicly share my experience. We need to support each other. Love you back. You're an inspiration and thank you everyone for your love and solidarity. Um, and then honestly, like truly right before we started recording, I saw this like <clears throat> post that's basically like saying that he's like involved in almost like a cult basically. And like this girl like is posting on Reddit, like anonymously basically saying that like Jesus. she was like dragged in and like, it's, it's really, 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 really fucking scary. Like obviously Shia LaBeouf has had like a tumultuous past before this. You know what I mean? Like. He's yeah. been up and down. He's been, like, you know, kind of, like, lost his mind a little bit sometimes. You know, I think he's had probably a few mental breakdowns in his life. Um, you know, These there's child been, like, about stuff that, like, you know, like, I've, I haven't seen Honey Boy, which is the movie that he wrote about his life, basically. Um, that mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, got a lot of good buzz and, like, everybody really, really liked and said he was really good in it, um, where he, like, played his own father and basically, like, who forced him into show business kind of. And like, he was like very like, you know, mentally and emotionally abused from a young age. Like, I don't know what else it goes into. I'm sure there's physical abuse too. Um, right. Not that obviously not that it, that excuses anything, but it's just like, it's obviously like he has a very dark life and I'm, you know, not happy that that happened, obviously, but happy that she's coming forward so that people know and that it's just out there in the open. Um, yeah. Oh my God. It just goes to show you, like, not every... Obviously, like, not everything's what it seems. Like, I don't think any of us thought Shia LaBeouf was sh- sunshine and rainbows. But, like, even with, like, the Dove Cameron relationship, like, t- celebrities are just like us. And sometimes mm-hmm. their situations can be even worse because they're under just this huge public eye. But mostly I'm... Mostly in this state, this segment, I'm sending much love and safeness and sanity to... Dove Cameron and FK Twigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, Thomas oh Dorney, like, whatever. <laughs> You're just hot. <laughs> keep being hot. Keep doing that Gossip Girl reboot. You know, be a good person. Um, yeah. No, a child above apparently was spotted yesterday, Sunday, out grabbing food in LA, um, wearing a mask that said, Love me like you hate me. The mask is Ew, a piece of merchandise. This is what I'm the mask is a piece of merchandise from the NSFW short film music video LaBeouf and Margaret Qualley, Qualley shot for Rainsford's song with that title. Oh, it's good just, lord. Oh, the Hollywood machine is so scary. Like, it literally, these these people are so narcissistic and so detrimental and scary. And, like, the fact that they are, he's literally getting an allegation, has an allegation against him for sexual and physical assault and he's walking around trying to make a light and a joke of it it's just so fucking insane that we exist in this world where this is okay and allowed i just can't it's so scary it's so scary oh it's really scary why am i seeing this headline that he's shot dogs before what oh no i mean if you if you weren't stressed out by the sexual and physical abuse i mean everybody is going to be outraged by the dogs truly um i mean damn yeah so that's your relationship update everyone 
Sorry, it's dark. <laughs> Not as loud. At least. Oh, no. No, I'm laughing because it's so dark, but also I'm laughing no, because it's... that was dark. And then our next thing is like the the farthest from the darkness. I I mean, yeah. You can you can go ahead with this. You Giselle texted me very early this morning about this this topic. Um and I fully screenshotted part of our conversation because it's so funny. Like it it's literally making me laugh out loud thinking about it. Um <laughs> but please, please go ahead and then I can offer some insight for the second part, I think. <laughs> okay. So basically everyone, I don't know if you know this because I've had my hair. You don't know this because I've had my hair in like twists, braids the whole entire year. But my relationship with my hair is one that takes a lot of care and nurturing. So if I'm ever going to do it, like as you, if you're watching on YouTube, you see that it's straight right now. This whole process takes like two hours, which means that like a lot of times back in the day, I would use this time to like start a show, watch a show, watch a movie. My hair time was like my, my TV time. So now that I'm back doing my hair, I needed, needed something to watch today. And I've watched a lot, but I was like, hmm, I have been hearing about this ghost show on TikTok. All these people are like, wait, this ghost show, you should watch it. And I was like, hmm, let me go. So the show is called Julie and the Phantoms. And I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but basically Mr. Kenny Ortega is back, ladies and gentlemen and folks. And... He has created the show of the year. And that's Julie and the Goddamn Phantoms. So basically, it's a nine episode show. The episode's like 30 minutes. And this girl, Julie, who's like Latina, she's 16, actually like in the show and in real life, which, you know, love. I'm not going to spoil it, but like her mom dies. And like basically because her, her mom was like her inspiration for music, she like loses her love for music. And... The Phantoms are these three kids who, like, die in the first episode, like, the first five minutes, and then basically they, like, come back. They, like, appear as ghosts to her. And the whole premise of the show kind of is, like, she's, like, the only person that can see them, but the only other time people can see them is when they're playing music. So, like, when they're playing, that's why, that like, everyone thinks they're, like, a hologram band, but in reality, like, when they play music, the world can see them, but when the music's done, they're, like, you can't see them anymore. <laughs> it's good i swear to god like literally it has like a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes no like, no it, no like, i've seen tiktoks about it too when it first came out um and also and... everyone knows i'm a sucker for this shit like i like yeah can't be oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i like cheesy i like all that shit i love a musical production um oh but yeah. it's actually it's actually really cute and really endearing and like not <laughs> it's it's not cheesy to the point where it's upsetting um no people are obsessed with it it's also like the music i saw the other day is that it's like basically one of the highest um like rated or like most you know clicked or posted about topic on tumblr this year i'm obsessed with that it's so it like honest to god it's so cute also like i was spiraling (laughs) i like walked into my living room today and i was like shelby i'm having a quarter life crisis how am i 25 and I don't have love, and I'm not in a ghost band, and, like, I'm not falling in love with the lead singer of the ghost band. Like, it's But he's so... dead, Giselle. I know, but so that's what they, they talk about lovers? it in the show. It's, it's is good. It's already upsetting me. It's already upsetting me that they're never going to be able to be together. No, but I think that's why you have to watch it, Meg, because there could be a way. We don't know. <laughs> it, we, left, we left on a cliffhanger. 
Because I watched it all today, of course. I mean, I would love to read read our um, our conversation this morning. Today at 10 o'clock a.m., <laughs> Giselle texted me, not me watching this Julie and the Phantom show and being obsessed with it. And I said, not me not being surprised at all. I said, yay, new show. Is it long episodes? And she said, like 30 minutes. And now all I want to do is be in a band with cute ghosts. And I said, all caps, there are ghosts? <laughs> Giselle says, all caps, the phantoms. I said, I am, pun intended, absolutely dead. Um, not there being ghosts in a band. Not me thinking it was just I the know. name of the band. I mean, I truly know. iconic. I'm so happy for you that you found the show. Um, also representation. I, I we definitely. love that. Yes, 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 yes. No, I mean, I've definitely heard about it and it definitely like crossed my mind to watch it. Um, you would love it, but, but I fully like, yeah, I'm, I've been so bad about my TV. Like I'm watching, I'm watching a teacher on Hulu with Kate Mara oh, and shit. Robinson, which is super intense. And I didn't watch last week's episode yet. Um, but that's, that's Robinson been like really intense. Um, and upsetting. You know those those memes on TikTok where it's like, is he hot or is he just a white man? Yeah, he's. That's how I feel about. That's how I feel about Nick Robinson because like I do think he's hot, but I'm like, is that just because I have an obscene and really terrifying obsession <laughs> with like not problematic white men, which I think is true, which is bad. That's like I need to I need to cut it. But here we are. Yeah, for those who don't know who Nick Robinson and he he's Simon and loves Simon, um, but now he's like in this <clears throat> intense Hulu drama with Kate Mara, and it's like, you know, there's like lots going on um that's i keep seeing go ahead no i just keep seeing like people post about it on on tiktok about the this one scene where like kmara basically like outs her relationship with this kid to like her co-worker and her co-worker was like oh fuck no wait like like, it'd be okay they're literally (laughs) it's so funny they're literally at a bar and they're outside and she's like She's like, I know you're you're hooking up with someone, like, and it's not your husband, whatever. Like, you can tell me, like, tell me about him. And she starts like telling, and she's like, Who is it? Who is it? She's like, I can't. And then she just decides to tell her, and the woman's like, I'm fully like, it's fully like, absolutely. Yeah, the woman's like <laughs> calling. She's like, Let's call. She's like, like the woman says, I'm reporting you. <laughs> yeah, like Kmart. I mean, I, I ha- actually the only scene I've seen is that scene and then there's one scene that I think like Nick Robinson's like take your pants off or something to oh Kmart. Those are the only two scenes it's, I've he seen. He says because I've very seen embarrassing. He says very embarrassing um, things when they're like about to have sex. It's very um, <laughs> it's very unfortunate. He like I don't know if he can really pull off like dangerously sexy, you know. I mean, he's sworn off playing. He's sworn off playing gay characters because he's not gay anymore. He's pulled a or because c- he is not gay. He is not gay, so he said he <laughs> won't play gay characters anymore. As Darren Chris has also said, he'll stop making money off of gay characters and letting queer people play queer characters, which we love. But but it's both of them after they already made money off of playing a gay no, character. No, one hundred percent. It's it's <laughs> it's obviously wrong but like yes the psa no, totally. that we all believe is like let's let queer people play queer characters please. yes exactly <laughs> so at least they're promising never to do it again um <laughs> but also like i'm also LOL. watching the flight attendant on hbo max which is like oh, so good yeah. with miss kaylee cuoco um that is another chaotic as fuck show i know this wasn't part of our, our thing but i'm just i'm just talking That's about okay. it sorry um it's it's literally like if <laughs> It's the definition of, like, this woman is making every single decision. Every single decision she makes is wrong. Like, she should absolutely make the opposite decision. 
Um, it's kind of like a murder mystery. It's pretty good. But those are the only things that I've been really watching right now, other than like The Bachelorette and Survivor. Um, and we both watched oh, yes. The Prom. We did both watch The Prom. I had to do it for science. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is another thing where like I am a fucking sucker for Ryan Murphy. I am. I'm. I'm literally a whore for Ryan Murphy, and it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I've. I've really accepted my fate. Once again, he gives me an extremely cheesy musical production that was stunt casted up the wazoo. And I liked it. I cried. I I I cried I too. It. The music. I also good. just I like that too. shit. That shit gets me. Like when people don't accept people for who they are in any way, shape, or form, it like really, really upsets me. And like obviously, like it, if you watch it, like the ending is like high, like really unrealistic, especially given what happened in the rest of the show. I know it's also a yeah. Broadway play, so like whatever. But like watching Carrie Washington do it, I'm like. <laughs> Carrie Washington is literally going to be Olivia Pope to the day she dies. I it's so funny because Carrie Washington basically plays like this bigoted like PTA mom, <laughs> and yeah. it's really really bad. And um, and basically, yeah, she's she's just like when she gives her speeches and she's like being like all like, "Who are you people? What are you doing in our community?" It's like, "Hi, Olivia Pope. Like, welcome back to the party." Like. We've missed you. Literally. Um, yeah, she she really is very... I mean, I love her, but she is so one note. Like, so yeah, one and like, character. She can't... I mean... I she just know. played Olivia Pope for too long. And yeah. she picks she picks roles that are just, like, too... They're different, but they're just similar enough that she can do the same exact acting. Exactly. Exactly. Because but I yeah. think Carrie Washington wasn't always like this, but recently it's been bad. No, I mean, I've seen her in a bunch of things before Scandal, and, like, it wasn't Olivia Pope, but maybe going back, maybe it is Olivia Pope before Olivia Pope existed. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Speaking, also, of, speaking of straight men playing gay men. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, which is, like, I James. just really don't understand why, and this is, like, sorry to drag your boy, but, like, why Ryan Murphy couldn't just cast a gay man to play um Totally, James totally. Co- the James Corden role. Um, there are so many parts of this that I actually really liked. Like, I thought Andrew Rannells was exceptional. Obviously, he's iconic. He's a Broadway guy. Like, he... I thought his yeah, number was him. one of the highlights for me. Um, I do agree with you. I think Meryl Streep is really good, even though we're still debating whether her voice was blended with another Broadway actress. <laughs> Sean and I were talking yeah. about that the other night. Um, and, like, the two young leads were good. Um, I'm honestly happy Ariana Grande couldn't do it. Was she supposed to do it? She was supposed to be Ariana Dubois' character. Oh, no. I would have... I, You know I love Ari. I would have hated that. Same I way I too. don't want her to play Elphaba in the Wicked, yeah. Wicked movie. It's just too distracting. It's really too distracting. It was like um, Beyonce playing Nala. Sorry, I'm not sorry. No, 100%. It's like, It was Beyonce. not Nala speaking. It was literally like, hi, Beyonce. Cosplaying as a lion. Lions, Lions attack! attack. um but yeah the problem was fine i liked it i i mean whatever that's like what it is ryan murphy like ryan murphy is capable of greatness because pose is actually greatness but the reason pose is actually greatness is because ryan murphy lets other people run that show more than he does yeah 100 percent. he needs to be just like he needs to be an ep on things from now on like he 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 needs to just like take a step back because i feel like he's kind of lost touch with like 
the actual nitty gritty and like how people want to enjoy things. I don't know. I mean, like I, like I said, I liked it. I cried too. Like, it's just, it's hard not to when it's like, you know, like the music's great and it's like emotional storytelling and things like that. But yeah, I mean, the James Corden of it all was really a choice. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he can't stay away from this kind of stuff. He loves a happy ending. He loves to wrap it up in a Mm -hmm. cute bow, as we saw with Hollywood. I mean, the politician, I feel like every end of the season, that happens, kind of. But um, Pose is the only, I mean, whatever. Pose is great for many other reasons that aren't Ryan Murphy. So Yeah. No, um, no, no, totally, totally. But, I mean, he's just a machine at this point. Like, he's not going to stop, and he has so much. Totally. I mean, his deal with Netflix is huge. Yeah, he has just so much influence, too. And, like, the way that, like, Sarah Paulson will not stop working with him. Like, I need to see Sarah Paulson do something else. Like, Oh, my um, God, I forgot about American Horror Story. Jesus, that man has so much money. It's so, it's, it's a lot. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, The Prom's going to be a huge hit. It already is. Everybody's posting about it. Everybody's watched it. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's, like, good representation and everything, like, but also, like, this is the kind of story that should have been being told, like, should have been told, like, you know, a long time ago. But, yeah, I mean, but the musical just was out on Broadway, like, two years ago, so. Yeah. I mean, speaking of uh, people and companies with more money than they fucking know what to do with. <laughs> I mean, no, it is not you and a your fucking... transitions, Giselle. Truly, I love you so much. <laughs> it is not a shock to anyone how big uh, Marvel stands Megan and I are. And also, I mean, I would say I would call myself a new Star Wars fan at this point. Yeah, um, girl, you're in on it. And they dropped so much news yeah, this basically week. Basically, last basically Thursday, everyone's getting a show. <laughs> um, Disney had like an investors meeting, basically, but it was also announced, um, like to everyone, basically, what new stuff they have coming. Um, mostly on Disney Plus. Uh, so glad that's it, finally going to be worth my money. A lot of it was. Um, you know, like, already announced, but things we got were, like, <sighs> official dates, some casting news, some things like that. It, it's very, it's, you know, obviously Disney owns everything, which is, like, really unfortunate. <laughs> but also, like, you know, it's it's hard because it, it I'm, t- I get torn a lot because obviously I really yeah, I have thoughts. love all this stuff. Like, we love Marvel. We love Star Wars. We love just, like, stupid, you know, content. But... It's, it's just, it's also so dark because, like, yes, great, Disney has all this money so they can make all these things that we love, but also it's so manufactured, it's on basically, like, an assembly line, and it all comes out with this, like, Disney stamp on it, and also, like, we're just giving them back all this money, you know, to, to continue yeah, to mean, make the same thing all over again. It's, uh, you know, there are some things that I'm super excited about. I mean, like, you and I were watching some of the Marvel trailers, and we were fully, like, grasping at each other's hands. We're so excited. But yeah. there's some stuff in here that is just completely stupid. No, I agree. And I think, like, it's so... I totally agree with you, Meg. It's, like, hard because, like... I, like, I am... And you. We are both such, 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 such stands of, like, the MCU and the Avengers and, like, that whole world. But, like, I do think that, like... It is... It, 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 I'm so afraid it's gonna, like, lose its magic. Like, the, the way that we feel whenever the, like, 
Avengers theme is played and like you think about that scene when like the first six Avengers like are all about to fight and like basically the magic they created with the first three phases is like and also because they gave us enough but not too much that we could keep up and we could remember Mm -hmm. all the intricacies like I just like truly I'm I'm every every person is getting a fucking series like I'm not shitting you everyone like do we need a Nick Fury and Scroll series? Do we need a War no. Machine series? Like, sorry, I love Don Cheadle, but like, I don't need a War Machine series. Um, like, we're just getting so much. And like, also not to forget on top of like, this new Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac, all these different series, also new characters being introduced, like Miss Marvel, who's going to be in Captain Marvel, and then like, Monica, whatever, Rambo, who's going to be in Captain, like, it's just so much. We also have the Shang- Shang-Chi series, and we have Eternals, and we have Blade, and we have the new Spider-Man that's introducing two other new Spider-Mans in the multiverse, and I'm just like, it, it, it it's just getting to be so much. And it makes me so sad because I will always love it. And like, I, I'm going to stand and I'm going to watch all of it and it's going to be great. But like, there's just, so, there's just a beautiful magic about what was created with like the first Avengers plot line. Yeah. And I mean, like in, I guess their defense to play devil's advocate and the fantastic four, like Jesus Christ. Sorry. Keep yeah. I mean, and that's just going to open up a whole nother bag of worms because then they're going to do like silver X-Men. surfer and Galactus and X-Men. And that's going to be like the new big bad. And it's just like, it's, it makes my brain want to explode. Same. Um, but it's like, that's the way the comics are. It's constantly crossover. No, I know There's so many, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's like, Am I going to watch all of it? Probably. Am I going to, like, is my brain going to want to explode? Yes, absolutely. Um, And And on top of that, we have all the Star Wars shit to keep up with. Well, yeah, I mean, but, like, not even just that. I mean, like, I'm looking at this freaking thread that Disney tweeted on Thursday. Oh, my God, it's so much. And it's, like, live-action Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Ice Age Adventures, Night at the Museum coming to Disney Plus, a a TV show. Live-action Tinkerbell or whatever. Plus Wendy Live, and prequel <laughs> prequel to the live action Lion King Barry Jenkins they have Barry Jenkins Hans Zimmer Pharrell and Nicholas Bertel attached I mean I'm like for God's sake um, the the Lightyear thing with Chris Evans I mean yeah they're doing a Buzz Lightyear Buzz Lightyear movie but it's not about the toy Buzz Lightyear it's about the Buzz Lightyear person that the toy is based on um. Which, it's like, so nobody exciting. asked for it. So and upsetting. I don't want it. Um, the live-action Little Mermaid. Chip and Dale with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Um, Geppetto, Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks. Like, it, like please, Disenchanted. The sequel to Enchanted. No, I'm sorry, Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. No. I mean, li- quite literally, like, no one, no one wants it. Like, there's just so much. There's so much to keep up with, like... It, it is. It's a machine. And like, it's, it's, and I think it's also like, it's so different because like, this is thinking about years past, like this is the kind of content Disney has always put out at this frequency. But when they tell it all to us in a Twitter thread, it's, it, it's, it's so much. It's so much. And then not only that, it's like all this Pixar stuff, Lightning McQueen and Mater on Disney Plus, and then they go into like the the Marvel stuff. That they also do the Star Wars stuff on the same thread, and they also go into um, they go into Hulu because technically Disney owns Hulu. And so then there was an update about like the freaking Handmaid's Tale. So basically, the Handmaids from the Handmaid's Tale are freaking Disney princesses now. It's literally it's insane. Don't forget, we still have like five or six Avatar movies. Don't forget. Don't forget. 
Don't forget, we've only had one Avatar movie, and there's like, like five more. All these ESPN updates, literally, like Atlanta. Atlanta was a part of this somehow. Brian Tyree Henry high, like getting his Disney check every which way, um, because of because of FX, <laughs> um, American Horror Story, like all of these, all of Alien, all of this stuff. It's always sunny in Philadelphia getting picked up for four more seasons. Who watches that show? I mean, apparently a lot of people. What? Apparently a lot of people watch oh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Season eight, there's going to run through 18 seasons. It's like, there is a time to end. Yeah. Yeah. The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, which I'm not done with the Mandalorian yet, but I am told that it is a series that's about two characters that were in the Mandalorian that had like three lines. No, that's what they're doing. Cause the Osaka, the one with Rosario Dawson. Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah Ahsoka Tana. Yeah. And then Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader for the Obi-Wan series. And with McGregor. They're, like, they're doing a, a prequel to Rogue One. <laughs> yes. For, for um, Diego Luna, who's Diego Luna's hot. Yeah, he is hot. It's like, then that's not even counting all of the animated series. That I will never, I'm sorry. The, I like animated series, but like, I, I, I absolutely cannot watch the Star Wars animated series because that is too much for me to keep in my brain. I can't. Yeah. A new Indiana Jones. Um, oh, this is interesting, actually, because I, I think I've told you about this book that I haven't read yet, but it's called Children of Blood and Bone. It's by Tomi Ediemi, and it's basically like a coming-of-age adventure that follows a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people. Um, so it's kind of like a YA like adventure novel series, and they're making a... Um, uh, Lucasfilm is developing it for a movie. Um, not we're excited about that. Whatever. Then it's like all the Nat Geo shit. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's like honestly insane and wild. And like I think over the year, over the course of the next couple of years, we'll talk about it all. But it was just truly an overload of information. I'm excited. Obviously, I can't wait for Wandavision, which is the first of this huge Marvel rollout. Um, and then Hawkeye and Winter. Or, sorry. Uh, oh my god, in my brain. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Falcon Loki. Winter Soldier. These are things that are filmed, so I'm excited about that. But, but yeah, lots of Marvel news, lots of Disney news, overload of it all. Lol. But please keep the Chris Evans. Yeah, it, movie. we I don't, don't need it. it. But I mean, nobody asked for it. Another thing to round out this beautiful episode of many things that no one asked for. Well, our go girl give us yeah is uh, Miss Olivia Jade. Um, going to the table. I didn't, I, if we're being honest, I didn't watch it because I knew that like, I love Jada sometimes, but like, I, like if you're going on red table talk, we're actually not going to get tea. Like, and also like, I think Olivia Jade is like, I I'm just over it. Like you're privileged. You're also like, and also I understand like, like Jada in, and Willow are a privilege, but like, it's a different privilege to have white privilege. And also they like, I think that Jada, like, they talked about it, and I, I've heard in the sense of, like, what her white privilege and whatever, and, like, also her privilege because she's rich, but, like, I'm just so tired of being Olivia Jade because she doesn't care. Olivia Jade does not care that she did that. Like, that that happened. She'll never care. She's going to keep doing what she did. She's not remorseful. I'm just over it. Like, I go, girl, give me literally nothing unless you're getting on here and actually, like, spilling tea and, like, being, like, I fucked up and, like, whatever. I just, you can keep it. Yeah, I mean, I did watch um, some of it. I watched clips of it. Um, it was interesting. I mean, like, obvious, honestly, the conversation they had at the beginning, which was with um, Jada and Willow and Jada's mom, who I forgot her name. They call her, like, Gammy yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, was, like, I think the most fascinating part of it because basically Jada and Willow were the ones who decided that Olivia could come on. And Jada's mom was like, I do not want her on here. 
it's so it's so convenient that she's coming to three black women yeah. to like forgive her and give her their blessing and like whatever um and basically like something willow said was that like okay like you know it, it was it was just a really interesting debate. Uh, maybe I'll play some of the the audio yeah. here because it's like really really interesting. And then at one point when they did get Olivia out because she was apologetic and whatever, but she was saying like I want people to give me a second chance, um, and like was kind of defending her parents and whatever. And basically then Jada's mom was like, well what like what I want you to understand is that like you're gonna be fine, yeah. and like you coming here to like to the table to like be forgiven basically with everything and all the suffering that people are going through in the world right now is just completely like she basically was like I don't care I don't care that you were hurt like I don't care that you lost your endorsements your parents are going to go to jail they're going to pay their fine and you're going to be fine and like it was basically like they gave her obviously their platform but the way that they you know kind of put her in her place like that which I think basically even though this has been like two years in the making no one has basically told her like nobody gives a fuck if you're upset like nobody cares um was so much more interesting and so much more impactful than anything she had to say so um so yeah i mean like it, it was it was i mean i thought the the jada's mom was like amazing i thought she was just like the best part of the whole thing it's embarrassing to say that i didn't know <laughs> yep right do you want to express why this would be upsetting for you just so that she has understanding, you know what I mean? And yeah, totally. Different well, perspective. I think for me, it's like um, there is so much violent dehumanization that the black community has to go through on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? There is so much devastation, particularly this year, 2020, with mm-hmm. the pandemic and everything being brought to the table, just how there's so much um inequality uh, yeah inequality and inequity Mm -hmm. um that when you come to the table with something like this it's like child please right Mm -hmm. no i get that i'm exhausted i'm exhausted with everything that we have to deal with as a community and i just don't have the energy Mm -hmm. to put into the fact that you lost your endorsements. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, or you're not in school right now. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be okay because your parents are going to go in and they're going to do their 60 days and they're going to pay their fine and you guys will go on and you'll be okay and you will live your life. Right. Yeah. And there's so many of us that it is not going to be that situation. It just makes it very difficult right now for me to care. Right. I totally in understand this that. atmosphere that we are in right now. A year from now, I might feel differently. Mm-hmm. But right now, in the atmosphere that the world is in, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to feel compassionate about you. Nobody reviewed us last week, so you guys didn't get our vlog. Um, but maybe if we see 
maybe if we see some reviews come flooding through we'll change our minds but uh yes anyway please yeah please rate review subscribe follow us on instagram and twitter um and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts share it with your family share it with your friends share it with your co-workers share it on social uh we'll repost you if you share us on social uh of course and tag us um yeah that's 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 all she wrote love you meg i love you g